Hey everybody, it's me, John. And me, Louise. And Louise's mom. What? It's happening. What? We have our first we have our first guest on I Have a Great Idea, but I'll never do it, and it's none other than Louise's mom, Mayor. What? Yeah. what? Oh my god. <laughs> uh so Mayor, you're visiting New York. Are you having a great time? Yes. Yes. What, what have you been doing? Musical theater. Well Big surprise. <laughs> Come on. We we weren't doing it. We were spectating it. Okay, yeah. that's fair. That's right. We also have been doing a lot of what? Walking. Well, and what are we doing like right now as we do the podcast? Olympics. That's, that's right. Watching the Olympics. We hope everybody enjoyed our uh, episode 7.5 Olympics mini-sode. Uh, I think that we changed the game. I think we did. <laughs> it's just like the Olympics, where the international rules are all ever changing, ever evolving. Yeah, and the sexism is just getting worse and worse by the day. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. It's tough out there. Mm-hmm. But those ladies are killing it. Yes. They really are. Uh, so it's been a... Tremendous week in the world of ideas. Probably. Probably. (laughs) Uh, Why don't we just kind of launch right into it? Uh, But I want to launch into it by first reading uh, an email that we got from none other than our guest who's sitting right here. Uh, Mayor, you had an idea. And do you remember what it was? Is it the um, shoulder strap? Yeah. Do you want to? Do you want to? Yeah, the county fair. Why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about it? Okay. You buy lemonade at the county fair, and it's in a reusable giant tumbler. Now you suck that thing down because you're hot and you're walking around. Then you are left carrying it for three, four hours, or all day at the fair. They need to have some sort of disposable strap or belt or something you can hook that empty. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't even have to be strong because it's not the point to use it when you're walking and it's full. It has to be empty. I got a dovetail on this idea. Let's hear it. Recycled seatbelts from old cars that they're going to crunch down. Seriously. I was thinking more of a corn product where when you're done with it, you like just put it in water and then it like melts like those peanuts do. Because that would be lightweight. I got a question. If you're at the county fair and you're super hot and you need a giant tumbler tub igloo soccer mom style thing of lemonade and it's got a corn strap that biodegrades when it gets wet. What if you're holding on to it and your sweaty little clam hands just like, whoa. That's it. It's not supposed to be full. It's only for the empty tumbler. Yeah. There could be two different versions. There could be if you are planning on nursing your beverage for the entire duration of the county fair, which can be made of the days, the recycled. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, re- the, the upcycled uh, seatbelt straps. Or there can be the version of the, I just got to suck this baby down, but I don't know when there's going to be a a trash can, the fully compostable, biodegradable corn variety. (laughs) The other thing is, I don't want to bring it home and store it for another use. Uh I just want it. You know, but then let's say, um, let's say it is seatbelt style and we have it going across your body and like a belt type of situation kind of like a safety guard you know yes. crossing guard seatbelt style and then you can like uh put little badges on it from the different county fairs that you go to if, if you're flare. if you if you are the kind of person county fair flare county fair flare that's exactly right if you are the kind of person who doesn't mind holding on to something until the next county fair, then that's good for you. Otherwise, biodegradable. 
compostable. You can't make it too large, though, because then you're going to get stuck carrying other people's <laughs> that are empty. Yeah. <laughs> and you don't want to You're going to see, like, the dad who's got, like, <laughs> yeah. kids. And he's like, it's like just becomes an inner tube around his waist and a shoulder strap. Damn yeah. kids. Get it all kids. around all their lemonade bottles. <laughs> or he'll flip them over his shoulder and they'll just be... Couldn't, couldn't share your lemonade. Had, each had to have your own. <laughs> I just love the image of the grumpy county fair dad who had the foresight to have this mechanism on. Yeah. <laughs> but he's still just like so it. grumpy, but he's got all this flair too. <laughs> what a specific idea, Mayor. How did, how did you come up with that one? Were you at a county fair? Yes. All right. And my, um, you can fill up the tumbler for half price. If you have it. So it's it's wise to hold on to your empty. Yes, for yeah. the whole day and night. If you want to carry it. And for anybody uh, who's listening who doesn't know, Mayor lives in Iowa, which is, in my mind, the home of the county fair. And, and the state fair. Yeah, and the state fair. And incidentally, halfway between where John is recording and where I am recording. It's right in the middle. Whoa! So that's where we'll have to go and do our like live shows. Podcast. That's yeah. right. In a corn maze at the county fair. <laughs> ah! <laughs> We've done it. Uh, make sure to bring your uh, flare, your fair flare. <laughs> uh, and so- we'll by that time probably have our own I Hoggy Bindi flare that you can add to your fair flare. We better. And wear with pride. We better get on that super, super big styles. Uh, now, I also got a PS email from from Mayor, uh, Mayor's County Fair Flair. Anyway, uh, an email from Mayor regarding a statement that you, Louise, made uh, on episode seven regarding, yeah, regarding Mayor's ability to take care of plants or rather inability. Right. Uh, I remember the statement. I, I stand by it. No. Nope. No. According to this email, there is a... This is, it starts, P.S. <laughs> I have a 150-year-old Christmas cactus, many violets, a healthy... You're going to have to help me pronounce this word. Sansevarius. Sansevarius. Uh, what, what kind of plant is that? It's like that mother-in-law's tongue. Got it. So like an yeah. aloe type of uh, looking. Well, kind of. Kind of. Okay. So thick, thick leaved. Got it. Oh. Okay. Uh, just to name a few. You can't kill them. <laughs> just to name a few. As Not counting the tens upon twenties of plants just from my pre- legal age time frame of living with her where, uh, killed that, uh, killed that, uh, gotta, like, find something else for this planter, because I killed that. Also, this 150-year-old Christmas cactus, yeah, you, like, raised that Christmas cactus and... From one leaf. Uh-huh. Mm. So it's older than you, but you raised it from one leaf. It sounds to me like a super plant, Having nothing to do with your ability to keep it alive. Oh, yeah. I'm keeping it alive. <laughs> uh, and then she goes on to say, as for the yard plants, I am at the mercy of the wildlife residing in my neighborhood. A plant has a life cycle just like people. It only lives for a finite time. That's yeah, true. Yeah. Wise words. Yeah. Yeah. So it does have a lot of wildlife. It was, meant, it was meant to die, that plant. It had nothing to do with me. It was just... It's time. It was its time. Look, if you're born to hang, you'll never drown. That's right. <laughs> Plants. Uh, so, those, uh, Louise, you've been put in your place. I'm sorry. I, I will say that, you know, five things out of 50 is a good record. <laughs> I mean, compared to other it's family members, good. which have like super green thumbs. Gotcha. Yeah. I don't work that hard at it, but <laughs> I don't work that hard at it, she says. Well, that's okay. All right. All right. Some are living. She doesn't kill everything. <laughs> if I don't like them anymore, then you kill them. It's their time. Yeah. They, when they've crossed you, 
You're just like, yeah, you have no idea how powerful I am. Have you, right. seen, have you seen the googly eyes SNL skit? I don't think so. All right. I am also listeners, watchers. Google, Google this, but I will be emailing you. <laughs> uh, so I, I think I teased this in our Olympics mini but we do have a voicemail that came through. But first, why don't we talk about a couple of other ideas? Unless, Louise, you want to go straight to this. We can talk about other ideas. Well, let's hear what you got. Let's let's go. Let's go uh, punch for punch here. What do you have? Okay, I had a beach weekend recently with a group of friends, and the host family has a very specific, uh, like decoration taste decor. So I wanted to get them something such as coasters or. You know, a framed, I don't know, seashell or, I, I mean, I don't know. I wasn't really going to get them that. But uh, something to say thank you for letting us come and stay at your beach house. And we appreciate you. So instead, I gave a package, a large package of toilet paper because who doesn't need that? Ugh. That's functional and everyone's happy to get it. And everyone will use it. Should have used napkins instead. Yes, I know you like napkins, but I was thinking, I, when people want to express their gratitude for me, when given flowers, will immediately put them in the trash can, perhaps even in front of the giver, and be like, I don't like these. Don't give me flowers. They die. They smell bad. Gross. So then I was thinking, for people like me, is probably why edible arrangements got started. Although I'm not a big cantaloupe person and honeydew melon, like I appreciate those fruits, but they're not my favorite fruits. And those edible arrangements are full. They're long lasting. They're longer lasting. Okay. Well, full of melons. And that's fine. But I also think those are ugly and wasteful. So instead of spending your money say, 70 to $100 on a giant fruit arrangement to look like flowers. Can you just give me the $70? Anyway, I was thinking, what could you get the practical person? Here comes the idea, the, the million-dollar idea. And I was like, there should be a unique things, arrangements, sculpture company that creates things For the person, say, a toilet paper roll teddy bear. So, like, the hands on the teddy bear are rolls of toilet paper. Maybe the ears are rolls of toilet paper. The body could be, like, a couple of toilet papers. And there's just, like, wires in between them or or compostable, re-biodegradable corn stalks. I don't know. Uh, (laughs) To make it be, like, we appreciate you and functional, too. Just like an edible arrangement would be functional, like a a toilet paper or a paper towel, teddy bear arrangement that you could. They do that with diapers, disposable diapers. They do diapers. They make cakes. They make giraffes. So I want a company. All kinds of things. For host families for toilet paper. I like it. That's what I want. I like that a lot. And. No. What? Okay. (laughs) A disagreement. Shooting me down. Shooting me down on my own cast. I would think if you had napkins with a pretty design on them. But what if they... That would be nicer than toilet paper. Designs? Designs, pretty designs even. Sailboats. Subjective. All right. Beach balls. What if somebody doesn't like sailboats the way I don't like flowers? Well, they're living on the beach in a beach house, so they must like nautical stuff. You don't know. You don't know that. It's yeah. it's probably a safe bet, but you never know. I also think that this might be uh, slightly a generational thing. Whereas for myself and Louise, not so much the, the decorative napkin generation. Not, See? Yeah, but loving toilet paper. But, but you're not loving it. You're just going to be like, that's a cute teddy bear, and I'll definitely use this toilet paper. <laughs> All right. It's, yeah, I mean, I think that there's there's merit to it. I will also go back to what you were saying about how you throw away flowers. All plants are meant to die. That's right. Oh, now <laughs> I know where I get it. 
<laughs> um, I did that once. <clears throat> Went on a date one time with this guy to a movie. The next day he um, sent flowers to me. So, yeah. I basically threw them away the minute I got them. <laughs> Whoa. He gave them to me and I threw them away. I didn't even put them in water. A simpler story. I went on a date with a gentleman, still dating this gentleman, but he and I went on a date and I said, P.S., don't ever think you can impress me with flowers. I don't like them. They smell bad. They die. And a couple dates later, he delivered me some flowers at my place of work personally and I received them and went, oh, thank you so much and threw them right into the garbage in front of him. I loved my flowers. I like flowers. It's just I didn't like who they were from, so therefore I didn't want to look at them. Well, that's you. This is me. (laughs) Same thing, though. Flowers in the Garbage is basically like the the title of our joint memoir. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's hilarious, and I love it. Um, Yeah, I I think think it's generational, too. But I also think people of our generation Mm -hmm. often will go to a place and not bring a gift. They'll yeah. just be like, oh, thank you, and they'll say thank you for having you stay. But I think the fact that people like me and you would even think, oh, I should get a toilet paper teddy bear is A, But that's true. And B, very nice. Mm-hmm. I don't want a gift because then I don't know what to do with it. It's just something else to have. It's just something else to have. I guess. Yeah. That's why napkins are nice. Well, that's why toilet paper <laughs> is useful. <laughs> well, uh, when Louise was visiting me a few months ago okay. uh, as a thank you gift... She and Chris got us uh, a couple of fun games that we love to play. Okay, that's good. That's yeah. It's I used to give games. That's that's a really fun thing to do. You know, doesn't take up much space unless it's like a volleyball net. <laughs> In which case, <laughs> and when you're young and starting table. out, a, a table tennis table, a table tennis table. That's right. <laughs> a pool table. Yeah, those hey, things. Thanks. They take up a little too much space, but like. Uh, a fun card game doesn't take up much space. You put it in a closet. It's okay. It, no one's going to be upset. And then when you bust it out, you think of that person and it's nice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, That's good when you're starting out because then you need a lot of games, but I have closets full of them. I'm so sure. Yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> uh, yeah. I Also, some some friends of mine recently stayed with me and saw that I have a couple of air plants hanging in a window Named well, Louise and Chris, and Louise. because they helped me pick them out. And some my friends got me another air plant in a very nice uh, container, I guess you would call it. And it totally goes with our the rest of our stuff. So they're like, they see, like, they like this kind of thing, and this goes with their house, and that makes sense. Uh, another thing, circling back to something that you said earlier about getting somebody coasters... I have a very strong opinion about coasters, is that they should only be given as gifts. You should never buy coasters for yourself. I like that. Although, I bought these for myself, and... Well, you're wrong. (laughs) I didn't know if people... Most people don't even use coasters. Like, this whole trip, Mayor has been, like, setting glasses on the table, and I'm like, put a coaster under that. Yeah. And he's like, I don't even use coasters, or this is fine, it'll wash, or whatever. And I'm like, yes, but in this house, we use coasters. Uh, I guess I just don't drink all the way around the house, so. Well, you need a holster then. A holster! (laughs) Or a strap. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, I have some surfaces where it's like, oh, this is just, you know, processed uh, laminate or something or whatever. And then it's like, all right, no coasters on there. But, like, if it's real wood, coasters. But that's a perfect gift. It's perfect. It's a perfect gift. Unless your person is very particular about the aesthetic of their environment. And I even asked. You're saying this, don't give me these as gifts because I no, will not. <laughs> I'll take them. I was saying this specific instance. I said, I'm thinking about getting your parents some coasters to say thank you. And he was like, no, don't do that. Nope. Something else. Pick something else. Whoa. I would say no. He's like, I'm going to tell you right now. My mom will graciously say thank you and then immediately throw them out. You can get too many coasters in life. And then you're storing them. But then you could punch a hole in them, tie oh, a ribbon on kind. them, and make like a Christmas tree you could. full of coasters. Or I'm not, I'm not above re-gifting. Yeah. Re-gifting. Yeah, just kind of keep a, a little cabinet of things that you get 
that, you know, because flowers you can't re-gift unless it's like day of. I do that with candles. Because sometimes people give me them and there are like nice candles, expensive mm-hmm. candles. And I'm yeah. like, this is not what I want to smell. And that's Thank fair. you so much. And you can get a lot of candles. Re-gift. Yeah, a candle is a popular gift, but it's not for everybody. Um, yeah. <laughs> or, as I said before about flowers, sometimes people will be like, it's pink and it smells like posies. And I'm like, oh my God, thank you. I love pink so much. And then I'm like, I hate flowers. I don't like the way they smell. But if somebody's going to give me like fruity one, tangerine, pomegranate, I'll even go for a pumpkin seasonally. Mm-hmm. Not a flower. I like a nice campfire candle. Ooh, that's that would probably be fun too. Yeah. Or like evergreen at Christmas time. Sure. Yeah, floral, not so much. I like a good like um minty eucalyptusy one. <laughs> that's always nice. We've really like gone off too. in a very different direction. Right? We really have. Let's get back to toilet bear toilet bears. <laughs> toilet <Wow>. bears. <laughs> I guess that's the name of the company. Toilet bears. Hey, it is what it is. That's their slogan. it's our slogan or theirs somebody make it somebody go to uh patents.gov or oh yes uspto.gov if you are in the united states patent that idea (laughs) it's all yours it is is what it is speaking of ideas that we've talked about on the show that have actually been done louise and mayor i know that you guys know about something you want to talk about that I do. So, Mare brought me, or just brought with her as a snack on the airplane, a to-go hummus. It was in a little triangle, sort of cardboard container. Did you ever have those popsicles? Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. Red, orange, and purple, and they're in these cardboard weird triangles. Mm -hmm. Waxy. And you'd cut the top off and squeeze the bottom up, and it would just be like an almost slushy popsicle thing. Yeah. That is the container for said hummus. It is garlic flavor. I forget what it's called, but she brought it to me, and I said, we've done it. We've inspired (laughs) someone. We've inspired a listener. It has happened. You're welcome, world. It's, It's all happened, and it's all because of us. That's right. <laughs> this certainly didn't exist before our podcast. That's for sure. Maybe I'll maybe I'll Instagram it on our account. You can follow us, Great Idea Podcast. No, Great Idea Pod. Okay, Great Idea Pod on all of but, social um, media. Um, or if you like Mayor, have a great idea and want to email it into us, Great Idea Podcast at gmail dot com. Uh, someday we'll streamline. Yeah, I mean, we should probably just get greatideapod at gmail.com, and just that'll be what it is. We'll change it up. We'll we'll check both. We'll do an we email forwarding. We could have both. That's that's fine. It's it's constantly evolving. It's 2016, people. <laughs> Keep up with the times. <laughs> uh, so I have a, a few ideas, uh, two of which are beverage-related, so I may as well keep Ooh. keep within a theme on this episode. Um, so I was, uh, well, okay. I've talked about it on the show before. Uh, I, I, I'm vegan, so I don't drink dairy milk or eat dairy anything. And I was walking through my neighborhood recently and I saw one of those like old fashioned, um, like metal tins that was outside of somebody's house for a milkman. And when I was growing up, we actually did have a milkman uh, also. And so I know that these businesses are still around. But what about all those people who can't have dairy, dairy milk or choose not to? What about a non-dairy milkman or woman? I like it. A delivery service with like fresh, maybe like you can, you can have like the standard variety, uh, which is just, you know, a store-bought non-dairy uh, milk beverage, or you can go premium and have like a homemade, handmade, fresh situation. A nut milk, if you will. A nut milk. Yeah. A rice milk. A rice milk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's this idea has been out there for the longest time, but nobody's, you know, taken it to the uh, 21st century. Yeah. 
taking to it to my the knowledge. streets. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> and how how much research did you do beforehand? Zero. Right. So keeping with that theme. <laughs> I didn't know there was still milkman in the world. Yeah, well, I saw one of the tins outside of one of my neighbor's homes, and it it didn't look like just like a kitschy, like, hey, this is cute and fun. It was like, this is for a legit service that's happening. So, and yeah, uh, growing up in suburban New Jersey, we ha- we had milk delivery. So, well, we did too. Yeah. But, but like, uh, even in the... 90s and maybe even early 2000s my my family still had it and it was you know the glass bottles and yeah yeah so why not At christmas right? time our guys would do like ice cream cakes and little um ice cream in the shape of um christmas trees okay that's like taking it up a level milkman seriously i like it so How are you are sure he was only the milkman <laughs> yes oh boy well, oh, yeah, then, then there was that one time that he brought her flowers, and she was like, no, thank you. <laughs> I don't like you, milkman. <laughs> uh, so, hey, how about we listen to this, uh, this voicemail? I dig it. All right, let me uh, grab this right here. This is a very uh, technical podcast that we do. Everything is already set up and ready to go. All right, you ready for this? I'm ready. Hi, this is Lauren. And David, and we have a great idea. Okay. So, you might have heard of Squatty Potties. They were on Shark Tank. Um, I didn't see the episode, but a friend told me about it. And they're basically like a stool that you install around the base of your toilet to help you get in the prime position to um, poop. poop. Because apparently... The way we poop out here in the West is actually not the best, the, the optimal way to poop. Get a and, higher percentage um, of poop. We were just thinking, if we're, all, if we're already, you know, enhancing the pooping experience with the stool, no pun intended, <laughs> couldn't we also add to it by adding a button and speakers where a voice um, of your choice would, would coach you through the process? Exactly. So, for example, like Antonio Banderas. Hello. You're doing so well. Just relax, relax into this. <laughs> or your high school track coach. You can do it. Go, 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 go. Almost there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go. Or like your best friend. Hey, man. Look, just poop. Come on, you can do it. Don't, don't, don't worry, man. You got it. Or your Jewish grandmother. Oh my God, have you eaten enough today? Cause you haven't pooped. So, what would you try about the prunes? Oh, the prunes. Yeah, prunes are definitely good. But you know what? I think this voice would be good. So let us know. Do you think this is a great idea? Because we think it's a great idea. Because we think it's a great idea. And if so, uh, we'll have our agents talk. Bye. Bye. That was an amazing idea. And it really makes me feel like it could one-up us on, say, like, Japanese automated bathroom experiences sure. where they like play music so that no one can hear you tinkle or they right. have things like that. It could, I like that we're trying to get the West not only in the proper position, but also technologically advancing and motivating the experience. I love it so much. Uh, was it Lauren and David? Yeah. Thank you so much. That was incredible. Uh, I have... I have an idea on how to enhance this even even further to make it uh, make it really one of the Japanese. So I have a like a bathroom scale that seems to know the difference between myself and my wife. Uh, probably a weight thing because it's a scale. What if it was able to figure out based on you know your weight? Uh, which person in your household it was, and then they have their customized settings, and it knows who to coach you along or talk you through things based on just, like, stepping on it. You don't have to press any buttons or anything. I like it. I mean, if we're already going to be that advanced, like, let's just just add that feature. (laughs) Because, as you say someone might be way more motivated to poop by Antonio Banderas. Oh, yeah. And then... Yeah. 
but yeah. can it work for a refrigerator? You open the door and it wouldn't say, don't take the chip dip. Don't take the chip dip. Get an apple. Get an apple. Get an apple. <laughs> what does that have to do with pooping? It has to do with um, the scale trying to coach you. It's just coaching you. It's, oh, you can yeah. coach on, on to different appliances. Yeah, coach, user. Yeah. yeah uh, it's just another coaching. It's a great idea. That is a great idea. Electronically speaking. I think that this is Frigidaire, open. Frigidaire, get on that. Frigidaire with your sexy ass name. Hello. Get on it. It is me, Antonio Banderas. <laughs> I am the Frigidaire refrigerator. <laughs> that is such a great idea. I'm like in awe of just how creative and like thought sure. out that was. It's awesome. And I feel like I I don't know too much about the squatty potty other than it, that exi- that it exists and that you can buy it at like a Rite Aid. But I think that it's really just like a plastic stool. Maybe they have them in um, in heavier materials. But if it's just this one item, they have a, a huge opportunity to take things to the next level. I think you should watch the promo video. It's pretty cool. It's a unicorn. Anyway. Of well, maybe Kohler should just make shorter toilets. <laughs> I mean, people a, have high toilets like their thrones. Just make them lower to the ground. Yes. That's a look. good point. Continuing to innovate. Yeah. Mayor, you should be a regular. Yeah. Yeah. How long are you in New York? I'm leaving tomorrow. Ah. Uh, okay. All right. Well, when we when we go out to Iowa to do our live from uh, the corn maze show. We will uh, live from the county fair. Live from the county fair. Oh my god, that would be. Should do a week of it. One day in the corn maze. One day I'm in a canoe on the Mississippi. One day with the pigs here at a farm or the county fair or yeah, it's all the the grand slam of great ideas, right here. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's so awesome. I love it so much. so let's see. We've we've tackled beverages. We've tackled pooping. pooping. <laughs> uh, apparently, hummus has already been tackled. Uh, we've tackled toilet paper teddy bears. What else do we need to tackle? We have challenges. <gasps> yeah, let's talk about our challenges. Uh, so on episode seven, I challenged Louise to come up with an idea about mosquitoes. Louise, let's let's hear it. Okay. So, I was thinking a lot about mosquitoes after this challenge, thinking a lot about how where we've come from, where we are. Places in the United States such as Florida often have a severe mosquito problem, so the cities will use crop dusting planes and drop pesticides on the city to help take care of the mosquito problem. So I was like, well, that's one thing that we're working on. Uh, We've got citronella candles. We've got sprays for your body. We've got um, swatters of sorts. There's also also those little, like, things that you clip to your belt that are supposed to discourage mosquitoes. I don't know. Yeah. So as I'm watching the Olympics, because this is all connected – they're in Brazil. Zika's an issue. Maybe. Kind of, it could be, is what I'm hearing. Um, and I think it was South Korea during the opening ceremonies. As you can see, I've done extensive research and hearing it once in my brain was like, oh, I should look that up and then didn't. But their uh, Parade of Nations clothing and possibly their competitive outfits for certain sports are like Zika repellent, like mosquito repellent clothing, like the actual clothes somehow. I don't know if it's like the fabric Mm -hmm. is meshed in so tight that mosquitoes can't bite you through the fabric or if it's about the way that it smells or if it's like what it is, because I actually didn't read any article about it. But I know that they mentioned during the Parade of Nations, the, you know, South Korean uniforms that they're wearing to come in right now are actually the first ever mosquito repellent or deterrent for a team. For a team. Okay. Design. Because I think fishermen do have those. Because you can get like those ultraviolet shirts. Okay. Mm. Um, long sleeve. 
I think they might have them also that do okay. somewhat with the repellent in them. Cool. So as a team then. So I was very impressed with that. So I was thinking if they don't like being hit with a swatter, mosquitoes, and they don't like having pesticides dumped on them, and they don't like the way that um, candles or bug sprays smell or taste or however they're doing that, what things or, or, or senses haven't we tackled? And it would be kind of maybe Jurassic Park style in research where you'd have to hook up a tiny mosquito to a little brain machine and then watch all of their little eyes. But I was thinking somehow we could innovate something that you could either wear or have with you at a picnic table that mosquitoes don't like to look at. They think it's really ugly. And they're like, I'm not going to come around that. I don't like to look at that. Because I was like, what other senses, if it's not like touch or smell or taste, what are they... What are their other senses? And they see things. So that's Mm -hmm. idea number one. If you don't like that, I got two more. Get ready for them. (laughs) Uh, I I like it a lot. I love the idea. I love how you just casually mentioned hooking them up to a brain machine. (laughs) Like Like that's a thing. (laughs) I mean, if you can get inside of a piece of amber... And then inside of a mosquito to get DNA from the blood of a dinosaur. That's a fictional movie, Louise. Okay. Yeah, like cinematically. Then we should be able to hook them up to a little helmet to see what their brains are doing when all of their hundred eyes, or however many eyes mosquitoes have, (laughs) are looking at stuff to see what, put different things in front of them and see like what they like and what they don't like. And then when we hit something they don't like, make a product. I would or love hearing. do something. There, there is Sonic. Oh, that's what I missed. Hearing. There are Sonic things you can say. Like there are apps on your phone that you can set up, and like the mosquitoes don't like the huh. way that it sounds, huh. so they'll stay away. There is that too. I did actually research that. Okay, I, uh, I just love the the idea. I just love thinking about the 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 scientific laboratory where it's a group of people in like white coats with their clipboards, and there's like tiniest little mosquito with an even tinier little brain machine hooked up to it and then they're just like apple and then <laughs> there's like and then, oh. and then if you give them like apple raspberry strawberry and they're like no then you could be like maybe it's red and then you can just give them like a blank piece of paper it's not like a fruit or a smell at all into like now it's just red and they're like no <laughs> like pavlov yeah, yeah yeah something like that yeah Train uh, just train the mosquitoes. Train the mosquitoes. That's a really good idea. Uh, okay, what other what other mosquito ideas do you have? Okay, so the other mosquito ideas, please hold comments till I'm finished, was I'm really struggling to innovate this. So it's called Musky Toes, and it's a cure-all for your smelly feet. Musky is described abstractly as animalistic and earthy and woody and something akin to the odor of a baby skin. And it's in a lot of perfumes. So I know a lot of people suffer from like stank feet. It should be like a lotion or a powder or maybe a little sack of something absorbent and smelly good that you put in your gym shoes after you work out. And it's called mosquito. I love it. Musky toes. Musky toes. And then the second idea that's the alternative is mesquite O's, and it's smoky barbecued flavored breakfast cereal. Whoa, I don't know about that one. (laughs) It might work. People like bacon. It's true. In anything. That's true. Bacon. Uh, Mesquite. I mean, I guess it will bakey smoky. Sure. Mesquite O's. I love it. That's great. So that that's where I'm at with the challenge. USPTO.gov, everybody. Patent Louise's ideas. <laughs> they can be yours if, um, for probably a small fee. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just give us a shout out because you're going to do these. Mesquite O's are going to hit the shelves in no time. Heck yeah. Uh, so Louise challenged me. You're up. To an idea based on the Lazy Susan, which is 
A an item that I am quite fond of. I love a lazy Susan. You have one of those in the middle of the table? You can get anything you want that's on there. You just have to spin it around. But I was thinking, how can we take this thing and make it, like, real serious? What I'm calling the laziest Susan is an entire room that is on a... um, Yeah, it's a rotating room. So you have your square room, and then there's the circle that is the entire space of the room, of course, minus the corners. Um, And then this room would have in each corner different types of items, perhaps a mini fridge. Uh, Something else could be just like uh, a cabinet full of snacks. But in the center, you have like couch and television, all the things that connect to a power source in the center so that that you know, doesn't have to worry about the cables being pulled out of walls or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I know, as somebody who enjoys watching movies, the lighting situation in a room can really uh, put a damper on things, depending on what you're watching. So let's say there's one window in this room. Sometimes you might like it if it's like nighttime or something for the window to be behind you, you don't get a glare really. But in the daytime, you want to rotate the entire room. It's on a, a motor perhaps, and you can just hit the button and it brings you around so that the window is behind the television. And, you know, it's you, and then you're able, because you're the laziest person alive, to go around and get to all of your different corners with all of your different stuff at them. And, if you get on the laziest Susan and you turn the room so that the window is behind the TV, you can see the milkman coming. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Uh, it's great. I love it. Uh, and then also, you know, let's say you want to be looking at the door that goes uh, into the room. You know, you just have to rotate. You just have to rotate the room itself. Um yeah, you know, nothing really groundbreaking here except for the entire thing. Except the entire thing. <laughs> this is good. I like this. Yeah, it took me a while to really think of something because the Lazy Susan is a perfect idea to begin with. Right. And there's already different variations where you have, like, different tiers of it. You know, there's the in-cabinet Lazy Susans. Um, Last time you spoke of possibly trying to put one uh, in a closet. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's I true. Like it. Yeah, so that was uh that was my lazy Susan idea. Um, I have a, an idea that I just had based on how you said uh, while you were talking how to innovate the lazy Susan a little differently. Mhm. But I was thinking if you have it on the center of the table and you're with some guests and you're like could you please please pass the ketchup or salt or whatever and you turn it so that you don't have to actually pass it around, you just spin the thing and then it's in front of you. What if you're at a family gathering, let's say Thanksgiving, and you got multiple tables because the rooms are small and you want the adults in one room and you kind of want the kids in the other room on a card table that you've set up temporarily or whatever. And somebody is like, can you pass the coleslaw? I don't know. It's a lazy Susan of the future. And it's a balancing shelf inside of a hamster ball. So you would open it, put the thing on the, um, put the coleslaw on the shelf, right. close it up, and then just give it a roll to the other table so you don't have to get up and pass them it. But since it's rolling in the ball, but it's staying level, it's just going, but the ball is turning. And then the kids get it, open it up, pull the coleslaw out, serve themselves. While we're talking about the future, <laughs> being futuristic... <laughs> Maybe if it's a an electronic lazy Susan that is in the middle of a table and each item that's on there is given, uh, you know, you program it so that it's like, this is coleslaw, this is ketchup, this is mustard or whatever. And then at the edge of the table, at each person's uh, place, there is a, uh, a little oh, panel where, or you can do it from your phone, where it says... This, you know, I want the coleslaw. You press the coleslaw button, and then it'll maybe rotate, and then on a little 
radio-controlled car brings you your coleslaw, and then it goes back into its docking station when when you're done. I love it. But it would have to do have a separate one for hot and a separate one that cools. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you can spin and cool. That's where your two tiers that. come in. Yeah. And then you have, like, little tracks that things are on. This has to be a gigantic table in order for this to work. Like... The biggest table, like a like in a like in a castle. <laughs> I was gonna just say Harry Potter style. Harry Potter style, yeah. But it's got to be even like wider than those tables, or else it's just never gonna work. Uh, so yeah. U- USPTO.gov, America. <laughs> MIT, get on that. Somebody MIT, get on that. Uh, awesome. Um, so since this is the first time we've done this. Mm-hmm. Is it just completion of the challenge, or is there a winner? Oh, how, there's. How do the challenges work? I mean, I don't think that there needs to be a winner. I know that you're a very competitive we're all person. Winners. Yes, we're all winners just for having completed our assignments. Okay. It's our completion. homework. Uh, and for the next episode. <laughs> I forgot to think of a new thing. Okay. That's okay. okay. You've got probably like 25 seconds because okay. I'm going to... Uh, Louise, I want you to change the home lighting game. <laughs> so you've already come up with... Okay. You've already come up with one light bulb idea in episode like one or two. And that was your little suction cup. That's true. Yeah, situation. So this is just another idea having to do with home lighting. but That's a hard one. It's Because you can turn on your lights with your iPhone. Mayor, you can look, do all kinds of stuff. We know, and we'll do the research. The assignment tough. stands. We're the assignment stands. The assignment. Yeah. The judges say assignment stands. <laughs> it doesn't have to be anything groundbreaking, like the lights that you, that you can turn on from your phone. It just needs to be something... Really cool. Okay. Some, okay. Home lighting game. Okay. Oh, that's tough. That is tough. <laughs> I think that Louise can do it, though. I mean, when you've got ideas coming out like musky toes and mesquite o's, actually, I think the, the possibilities are endless. There you go. Uh, all right. I. I feel like right now I'm kind of Ron Burgundy it. I'm like looking around the room searching for an idea. Like (laughs) (laughs) you're just looking at things and saying you love them. Um, Okay. He spends a lot of time in his car. I've heard him mention that. It's true. Yes. Now I'm like nervous about the car. Um... (laughs) Let's just say keys. Keys. Okay. Keys in general. Could be car keys, could be house keys, keys. Challenge Locker accepted. keys. Well, some of those are combinations. Look, yeah. It's, it's up to John's creativity. If my assignment is home lighting, yeah. your assignment is keys. Okay. I like it. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. Um, I, I have... You know what? It's good. I'm going to save some of these ideas for the next one because uh, I I don't want to overdo it in this episode. We just came okay. off. We you know we did one last week. We had our Olympics episode. I uh, I don't want to burn it out. Don't want to burn it out. Got to spread these out. But uh, I think there's going to be some exciting stuff happening in the future. Of I have a great idea, but I'll never do it. Um, so. Mayor, what are your thoughts? Was this your first time being a guest on a podcast? Yes. So will it be your last? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's true. W- You're going to be on the live show. One of the Iowa. yeah, one of our I'll uh, do that one when we come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the county fair one for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, you have to be our guide. You have to tell us like, all right, this is what you got to do here if you want to survive. <laughs> Yeah. Find the weakest child. Um, By that time, we'll have something to put on for the mosquitoes and the corn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's going to be great. Uh, so, Mayor, thank you so much for joining us 
on this journey. It's been a real pleasure. Uh, I'm so happy to know that you are able to keep plants alive, even though your daughter lyingly told us. <laughs> Half true thing. I mean, oh yeah, there's a Boston fern on the front porch. Boston fern. Take that. That's right. I forgot about that plant. And also. like there's hens and chickens in the backyard and probably spider grass and... Okay, Mayor. <laughs> I, I should also maybe post on our Instagram the Charlie Brown Christmas tree. I'm a minimalist. Yeah, clearly. But there is the Christmas fern, right? Is that what it was? It was a Christmas cactus. The Christmas cactus, that's what it was. <laughs> 150 years old. At least. Twice as old as Mare. Yet she gets the credit for keeping it alive. <laughs> it's mine. It could have died a long time ago. What? How? how I, I mean, there, I guess. You know what? Yeah. Louise, I, Louise I have an idea. Respecting your elders. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> believing believing in, in the longevity of plants. There you go. Uh, so everybody should definitely follow us on all of our social media stuff. It's all Great Idea Pod. Uh, email us your great ideas, greatideapodcast at gmail.com or gmail.com at gmail.com. Or call it in. Leave us a voicemail like Lauren and David, 304-804-IDEA. I'm loving their idea. I love their theatricality and how they presented it. And I just want them to call all the time. Uh, they, they're my favorites right now. I love it. I, I love it too. Yeah. So good. Louise, do you have any, uh, any final thoughts? USA, USA, USA. I have no idea what I'm going to do after Sunday. There will be a void. We'll just have to record more podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm really, really proud of all of the Olympians. They are gods that walk among us. <laughs> Every single one of them. There's been some pretty incredible stuff happening this year. It's crazy. The things that people are doing out of this world. Um, so thank you, everybody, for listening. And uh, Louise, Mayor, thanks for hanging out. Thanks for hanging out. Bye. All right. Goodbye, everybody. See it happening.